Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Standard Protocol. I'm your host, Matt Sutter. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate all of the new followership and love on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and YouTube. It seems like every day we're getting positive feedback from many of you out there. Uh, Please keep those emails coming in, either by way of the comments on any of those apps or by the email inbox, standardprotocolpodcast at gmail.com. Today is episode number 14, and we are actually recording this on Veterans Day. So for those of you who have served, thank you for your service. Thank you and your families for your sacrifices. We know the cost of freedom is never free, and what you've done will not go overlooked here on this show. So thank you again for what you do and what you've done, and your service is much appreciated. The first topic that I wanted to touch on today is employee turnover rates. And I read an article here recently uh, from Award Co. Uh, that it was a little bit uh, eye-opening to me, just the percentage of turnover rates in certain industries. And the, the numbers they have compiled here are from 2019, 2020, and 2021. So you have the pandemic in there about midway in 2020, and that does, there is a little bit of a spike. But for the most part, the 2019 and the 2021 numbers are, uh, one in the same. They're very close. Um, and so just looking through some of these from 2021, some of these industries have some alarming turnover rates. And I was really surprised to see what I'm, what I'm seeing here. You know, I've been hearing about the great resignation and how people are just leaving their jobs in mass and moving on to either greener pastures or, uh, you know, families going back to having one member of the household working as opposed to dual income. And I, you know, I just, I, I wondered how much of that was true, but when you look at some of the numbers here, it really, there's a few of these industries that really jump off the page and, and I'll just go down the list here. In 2021, the construction industry had 56.9% resignation or turnover. Uh, Manufacturing, 39%. Trade, transportation, and utilities, 54%. The information industry, and I don't know what if that's media or if that's IT or what that is exactly, but it, information industry, 38%. Financial activities, so these are your bankers, 28%. Professional and business services, 64%. Education and health services, and I'm not even sure why those two are coupled, teachers and medical professionals, 37% turnover. Leisure and hospitality, and this is the one that blew me away. Leisure and hospitality industry had 85% turnover rate in 2021. That means if you went to a hotel last year and you went there again this year, 85% of the staff was new. That is insane. And then rounding it out is the government industry of 18%. And to me, from what I've seen, that's a little bit low. I think government's uh, actually a little bit higher than that right now, but that's just based on what I've seen. So, um, you know, then the article goes on to say, uh, you know, why should we be worried about this? Uh, you know, despite the, despite the fact that most industries are settling down and lowering turnover rates, employees are still leaving in record numbers as they look for better opportunities. But then it goes into what you can do to improve retention rates as an employer. 
And it lists three things here. And these three things blew me away because I, I, as I'm reading this article and all the data and all of the things that it presents that were eye-opening to me, then it sums it up with these three things of what you can do to improve your retention. And I about fell out of my chair. Number one, support employee advancement. Did you know that 88% of people rank professional development and career growth opportunities as important when they're looking for a new company? Yeah, most of us in leadership roles did know that. If you're not treating employees as though you're developing them and and training them for future advancement and and they see um, you know better things down the tracks, they're not going to stick around. They're not going to stay engaged. So that one's a no-brainer to me. The second one here, offer awesome compensation. Well, yeah, money, benefits, um, all those, you know, compensation packages. Yeah, that I mean, that's a huge part of, of what people are looking for these days. If you can't live on what you're being paid, you're forced into uh, looking for something better. And then the third one is creating, creating a culture of care, uh, just showing your employees that you care about them. Um, you know, and that, and that's everything from, you know, flexible paid time off to flexible work hours, flexible locations, meaning uh, like a hybrid type setup, work from home, work from the office, whatever's convenient for you. Um, and especially, uh, people with kids, and again, these are these to me. These are no brainers, and I I I look at an industry like the leisure and hospitality industry with eighty five percent turnover, and I ask myself, okay, how can that industry ever be moving forward if all you're doing is onboarding people, training them? letting them work for a little while and then sending them out the door just so that you can onboard more people and train them and send them out the door. How, how can an industry like that ever be moving forward? And how, and how is it that the CEOs don't understand the fundamentals of support employee advancement, offer awesome compensation, and create a culture of care? Those are the three remedies. According to Award Co., those are the three remedies for this high turnover. Um, you know, I read articles like this all the time and I just scratch my head because I'm, you know, the, the high school education guy here. Um, and I just, I see that we are not treating our people. Those of us in leadership roles are not doing a good enough job of reaching our frontline people and treating them like people and understanding their needs and their concerns. And again, you know, you have uh, most of the the industries I read here are, you know, 40 to 50 plus percent turnover. That means one of every two employees is unhappy in your organization. And to me, that is unacceptable. I don't I don't understand um, how we promote so many people in so many industries into management positions where they don't understand the basic fundamentals of making their frontline workers happy every day. And, you know, or is there going to be that certain demographic that you can never please no matter what you do? They're all, you know, they're the type you, you hand them a hundred dollar bill and they're going to complain because it was crumpled. Uh, you know, there, yes, there, there is that demographic that is hard to please no matter what you do. But some of these numbers and the simple remedies of just treating people like people, 
people. And, and you know, we use the term human resources a lot. And at the, I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed with that because our humans aren't resources. They're humans. They're people. And we need to treat them like people and not like resources. And, um, you know, I, I just I always find it interesting when I read articles like this. And it just seems like such a simple solution that if the if the upper management is about to do something that is going to catastrophically affect the frontline workforce, then those in, those of us in middle management positions have got to raise our hand and say, hey, wait a minute, before you do this, and you may tell me to go away, you may tell me to shut up, but before you do this, I want to be on record in saying this is a bad idea. It's going to kill morale, and here's why. And if our front, if our if our middle management aren't comfortable enough to speak up, then you know, to me, that's how we arrive at an industry that has eighty five percent turnover because the people running the show clearly are disconnected from what the frontline folks are are dealing with on a daily basis. So food for thought, um, those of you in leadership roles, if, if you're a CEO and you're listening to this, um, please be more connected with your frontline workers and make sure, you know, you're in tune to what their problems are and what, uh, what they perceive the work environment to be so that you're not running one of those 85% turnover companies or industries. Um, if you're in middle management, um, please make sure you have the ability to step up and to speak when uh, there's a decision coming down the pike that is going to affect everyone adversely. Um, that's that's why you're in the middle. You're there to take the marching order from the CEO, and you're there to address the frontline, you know, the, the frontline workers' concerns as well. And you're there to find that middle ground where everybody can be happy and we can still go out and meet the organizational goals and objectives that are there for us while at the same time not killing the morale of our people that are actually out there doing the heavy lifting every day. So it seems very simple. But uh, those middle management positions can be the the toughest ones sometimes. Uh, But again, you're there for a reason, and you've got to be able to walk that fence and and find that balance between getting the job done with the frontline workers and also getting the messages to the CEOs and the, the upper management that they need to hear. And when you've got an industry that has 85% turnover, there are some things the people at the top need to hear, trust me. So um, with that, I would love to hear any of your stories about turnover in companies that you've been in. Um, you know, and, and I'll even get into one one of my own here anecdotally. Um, you know, I remember years and years ago when I was in the corporate world, uh, I did a very brief stint uh, in the in the corporate world. It was about four years and just decided it wasn't for me. Um, you know, the first three years that we were there, we got holiday bonuses. And the fourth year, after we had a record year, after we killed it, they made the decision not to give us a bonus that year. And if you think that decision didn't upset some people that were out there doing the hard work every every day, um, you would be incorrect. People were furious, and people spoke their minds, and people you know went to 
the corporate CEOs and and expressed their frustration, and it, it did nothing to 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 move the needle. And so you you know you had some people that were at that time. I you know I don't know how many people jumped ship over that issue particularly, but there were a lot of people that if they were on the fence about leaving or if they were looking for greener pastures, that decision solidified it for them. They were out of there. So um, definitely, um, if you have stories about that, if you have instances from your own industry or from your, you know, your, your own, uh, experiences in life, please, please let us know, please send those to us and we'll read them on the air standard protocol podcast at gmail.com. And, you know, if you're CEOs and, and you want to weigh in on, you know, why some of the decisions are made and why, you know, what your take on this, uh, great resignation, uh, thing is, uh, by all means, feel free to weigh in. And, and I'd like to put that perspective out there as well. So standard protocol podcast at gmail.com. And we will move on to the next topic. So I sound angry today, but I'm really not. I'm actually in a really good mood. It's Veterans Day. I'm supportive of our men and women that have served. Um, so I don't want to come off as angry on this episode. And, and that last topic got me fired up a little bit, but uh, I, I, this one will not be as bad. Um, this one uh, is kind of in line with the last one with the great resignation. Um, should you be considering uh, you know, moving to greener pastures right now? given where everything is uh, in the economy and in the world right now. Um, and some things to consider, um, you know, and, and again, it depends on who you talk to, whether or not we're in a recession. I say we're in a recession. Some people will debate that. But if we're not in one, we're headed to one. It's, it's pretty much inevitable at this point. The thing you have to consider about changing jobs in a market like this is that as soon as a recession hits and people, uh, you know, companies start to be a little bit concerned with um, the future, the economy, where their bottom lines are going to set. Uh, one of the things that they can do is they can either freeze jobs or they uh, freeze hiring or they can start laying people off. And so if you're putting in your two weeks notice now to take that job somewhere else two weeks from now, there's a chance that 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 hiring could freeze between now and then or you know you you may be caught in a bind there or if you do move over and successfully make the transition to another employer, there's really nothing saying right now that three months from now, when we do go into a full-blown recession, that uh, that you know layoffs might happen, and and you know obviously when layoffs happen, the people with the least seniority are the first ones to go. You might be out of a job. So if you're looking at making a move for an insignificant pay increase or you know something that's just marginally better. Uh, you may want to rethink that right now, and you may want to check your timing on that and see if it's really worth it or not. If you're looking at making a move that seems pretty solid and it's for a, a massive pay increase or something, then okay, it, you know, it may be you may be moving to a safer company. It may be easier to make that move and, and less risky than um, just moving somewhere for a, a smaller incentive. So things to consider. 
Um, you know, I'm certainly no economist. I'm certainly no expert on recessions. Um, but you know, government industries, you know, tend to tend to be pretty much fail safe with recessions. Um, obviously, you know, public power industries, things like that, public service. Uh, there, there are a lot of uh, industries that tend to fare pretty well in recessions. Um, so those are, those are areas to consider if you're looking at leaving, you know, something like retail or, you know, something, um, you know, you know, even, even, uh, the railways, like the railroad, I mean, there's, there's ups and downs there with recessions in, in supply chain and moving goods to and fro. Um, so just consider those things where, uh, heading into a recession, there's a lot of uncertainties and try to make a move to something that's going to be a little bit recession proof as that's the direction it looks like we're heading here. So, um, with that, if there's anybody out there who's, um, highly educated in this area that knows more about economies and recessions than I do in the job market. Again, feel free to send us an email. We'd love to have your expertise. We'd love to bring you in as a guest and talk to you and interview you on all the ins and outs of navigating these things in the quote unquote great Re, uh, great, you know, resignation era that we're in right now. Um, but please standard protocol podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Okay. And the last thing that I wanted to touch on today, uh, since it is veterans day, um, I don't want to make it about myself because I did not serve. I'm not a veteran myself. Uh, but I do admire and respect those who did. Um, again, I wanted to come back to the topic that I generally, uh, like to get in at least once a week here is mental health and how is everyone doing out there? Hopefully, uh, those of you that have endured combat and have have uh, been out there and served your country and fought for our freedom. Hopefully um, you're doing okay these days. Hopefully you have resources available to you if you need them. Uh, we all know that in the course of your service, you've seen things, you've done things, you've uh, you've been through the unthinkable, uh, things that most of us here stateside uh, will never have to endure. And thank you very much for your sacrifice and, and going and taking on that stuff for us, uh, for the, for the betterment of our country. Um, but the reality of it is, is that, uh, a lot of that stuff, uh, you do need some follow-up assistance with, and you do need, uh, to speak to somebody, uh, whether it's a core group of people that, uh, you served with, that you hang out with, that you guys swap stories with, or whether it's a trained professional or counselor that can, uh, help you through and relieve some of that stress for you. Um, at the end of the day, we've all done things in our lives that have triggered some type of stress in us. And um, there's nothing wrong with admitting that there's nothing wrong with seeking out help. And uh, again, if you uh, have questions or you need access to some of those resources, let us know here at the standard protocol. That's one of the services that we provide free of charge. We can link you up with a trained counselor in your area. 
and get you some assistance that you need. Uh, just shoot us an email, standardprotocolpodcast at gmail.com if you need an assist. And uh, otherwise, uh, we just encourage everyone to take care and be safe out there. Look out for each other. Uh, you know the people you've served with. You know the things that you've seen. You know the things that you've done. And reach out to them every now and then. Make sure they're doing okay. Make sure you're doing okay. Uh, help each other through the aftermath because uh, we all know that you've done a great deal to serve our country and to serve us all. And it is much appreciated. So on that note, we're going to close out episode 14. Happy Veterans Day, everyone. Stay safe out there and we'll catch you on the next one.